Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman by heading over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash g-a-m-e-f-u-l-l-y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkast mit Tom Reimann und David Bell. Hello, everyone. Hello. Uh, one more other episode of Hypecast. Hypecast. Ah, it's the show where we get hyped about stuff and things. I'm your co-host, Tom Ryman. I am your other co-host, David Bell. And I'm Drew. There. Hey. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. Did it. How you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, I'm, I'm doing fantastic. It's been a while uh, since I was last on Hypecast, but I'm really hyped for it. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. That's, I'm glad that's, you're That's the mood it. we're looking for, yeah. <laughs> that, is, yeah. that is the exact mood. Well, you, you picked the right person. I'm always extremely hyped. Uh, even, oh, good. Even during these crazy times, I'm extremely hyped for, for movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, good. It's. I mean, because it, yeah. it's really all we've got in these trying times. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I'm still, I'm, I know this is going to probably come out uh, a little bit later, but I'm still hyped for Halloween. I just bought a bunch of candy from the from the from the Ralphs about like $200 worth of small candies that no child will get. That's just for me. Nice. <laughs> that's, yeah. uh, I'm not going to lie Drew. That's too much candy. <laughs> I know. I know. Tom. I, I disagree. Well, that's, that's <laughs> listen. Well, most of it's, we'll probably be saved till like November, uh, like third or fourth. I think we'll around that area. And then we'll oh, okay. here's so what you do. You're, you're, you're going to be nice and responsible here's, with it. Here's what mm-hmm. you do. Mm-hmm. You, you get, you get a pot, yes. melt it all down, Thank make you. a super candy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you make mm-hmm. ultra candy. That dentist ultra candy. just fixed six of my uh, to like front teeth because I spend all my time be- biting into hard candy. Will not be upset at all. No, okay. Well, here's you, what you do: you melt it all down, you keep it warm. Yes. Mm-hmm. You take a straw and you drink the super candy. Oh, Dave, mm-hmm. you read my mind. Yeah, you circumvent <laughs> the teeth completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dentist yeah. is happy. Everyone's happy. Yeah, even even a, even a toothless person can enjoy uh, candy soup. And yep. a, ultra candy soup. Yeah, a, sl- a slurry, <laughs> a slurry of candy. <laughs> I love how the thickness. I can feel the coating of the back of my throat almost as we mm-hmm. speak. It's, it's yeah, that's delicious. Delish. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I mean, it's basically just soda at that point. Yeah. 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 Well, you mix it. You thin it out with the soda. Who can mm-hmm. I ask you guys uh, real quick? I mean, what's your? Would you guys have like a favorite? Halloween candy that you just like binge on, to your a, a Halloween candy specifically. I mean, yeah, I, I'm saying specifically a Halloween candy. Okay, because I my favorite candy is a Charleston Chew. Oh my but God. they don't give those out on Halloween. They don't give those out anywhere. You're an 85 year old replicant. Uh, <laughs> they're be- They're delightful though. It's um. It's just. It's just hard marshmallow. Yeah, that's it. I look. I used to have a Werther's fetish, so that's that's. I get it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What yeah. are you, Tom? Um, um, I don't. 
I'm not a huge candy person, but pro- I mean, I'm going to be lame and probably say Reese's, right? Yeah, Reese's, Reese's cups. is the correct if, answer. Correct. Yeah, well, if we're talking Halloween candy, I will also uh, put my name in the in the Reese's hat. Yeah, the, uh, the, the mini cup, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where it's at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, backed up right before we started up recording, I was frantically digging around this fridge trying to find the Reese's cups, but uh, mm-hmm. I got a couple of Reese's pieces, like small small things though so it kind just, of makes this yeah <laughs> they're just like loose Reese's pieces yeah. oh yeah <laughs> they had a yeah. couple of them to each kid See, they, yeah. they, they love it they love it they love loose candy I feel like, I'm, oh, like yeah. I'm, I'm one of those people that you warn treaters about but I'm now just doing that to myself where I'm like I don't know this is kind of sus uh, but you know go mm-hmm. for it yeah man yeah just um, can't th- throw things at children in general hell yeah that remind we candy, probably mostly candy yeah, yeah. you know they um, like playing marbles. You can throw marbles at children. Marbles at them. Yeah, chuck a small marble at a child once a night. Yeah, light bulbs. Up. Kids love light bulbs. Oh mm-hmm. man, kids love light bulbs. Ah oh, man, they just they have so much fun playing with their light bulbs in the street. I see all the neighborhood kids every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Playing, no. playing kick the bulb. Well, that's right. I mean, that's, that's, that's that's trick. That's not the treat. The treats mm. are the loose Reeses. In all seriousness, <laughs> though. You you take an eight year old me, you give him a bunch of light bulbs and say, You can do whatever with these. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have a good time. Yeah. yeah. Just smashing them on the concrete. Mm-hmm. That sounds great. Yep. Mm-hmm. Chucking them at cars. Yeah. You Make pay sure it forward. They... You pay it forward. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, That's Halloween for you. Uh mm-hmm. and or any other day of my existence here. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man. Um we should probably let's let's uh, name some of these producers, Dave. Let's let's get this done. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. we got we got some producers, folks, uh, <clears throat> who who, you know, through our Patreon, mm-hmm. have earned the right for their name to be bellowed out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so special thank you to Etch, thank you Etch, mm. thank you to Stephen. Quote: Robert Brockway was correct. It's Simons, not Simmons. End quote. Simons, good. I'm Why glad. Is there I'm, I'm glad you've created that hurdle for us to go through every week. I didn't do that. That was the. <laughs> that wasn't me. That was Stephen Robert Brockway. Was correct. It's Simons, not Simmons. Simons, who did that? Technically, it's their parents uh, that you have for this problem. That's true. Uh, thank you to Down Home Chicken. Thank you to Julia Dorner. Thank you to Han Toomey, the confused cyborg. Thank you to Asking Seven. Thank you to Happy Ed. Thank you to The Guy With The Head. Thank you to I Was Born To Stare. Woo! All right, let me swoop in here. Uh, thank you to Tiger yeah. George Pratt Thompson. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Not singing that. Nope. Thank you to Chloe Rice. Thanks to Dan thank you, Hackroid. Thank you, Dan. Thanks to the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> says, fuck it. Use me to make a huge Molotov and burn it all down, comrades. <laughs> Thanks to Guy With A Long Name. Thank you. Thanks to E.T. the Extravagant Terrestrial. Thank you. Thank you to Cody Johnston's Time Machine Noise. Always. Uh, thanks to Pete Vorpagel. Thank you. And thank you to Glitterus. Glitterus. All right. All right. Man, let's 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 dive into these trailers. Let's go swimming in these trailers. All right. Uh, and no better way place to start than uh, the trailer for Songbird. Mm. This is Michael Bay's pandemic film. Michael Michael Bay produced. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, it's close enough. <laughs> yeah, he, he's going to take the hit. It's he's close enough to hits. Michael Bay that we can blame him for this. Yeah, this is... Well, this is the movie he, that famously uh, was the first to re- start filming again in post-pandemic. Well, not post-pandemic. Oh, that's true. Because I just thought they were just like really on point. I thought this is one of those things that maybe they just brushed it off and they just happened to be real on point about stuff. This, no, this no, they made... This, oh, yeah, it's about COVID. Like, it's <laughs> it's like... It's, well, it's COVID-22, like it's mutated four yeah, years in the it, future. It is and it isn't about COVID. <laughs> uh, this is like, uh, t- I think, Tom, I, I saw you had put out an article and you described it as like a film for nobody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, nobody needs this movie. Yeah, nobody wants this film. It's an alarmist COVID movie. Yeah, uh, released would- while we're still in the middle of the pandemic. <laughs> my my theory is that someone wrote like a zombie script yep and they hastily rewrote that's exactly what i thought i thought i just assumed what they did was in post-production decided to be like okay so now it's called COVID 23 that's that's what we're doing here we're not we're not actually writing a script that it happened to be during i mean that's dark knowing that that's so much darker to know these people uh, decided to make this story about what a delivery guy it looks like. Yeah, like, he's a he's a courier. Don't know why he still has a job in the pandemic. <laughs> the well, he's immune. Guy. He said right, he's, he's immune. A, he's immune, but that you you can be immune to a disease and still be a, a dirty carrier. Like you can right. you yeah. can be just lousy with the virus. Right. <laughs> well, that's okay. This is the issue. I think the main issue with this movie is that it is extremely unrealistic. Yeah, and I mean, everybody knows it because they're living it, right? Yeah. yeah. Where they're like, the COVID, everything's falling apart. And you just have to like look outside and be like, no, it didn't. <laughs> like it's it's like making a movie about 9-11, like the year of 9-11, uh, and like changing what happened on 9-11. And then everybody's like, well, we just saw it happen. Right. It's yeah, Quentin, I mean, like, Quentin Tarantino's. Tarantino's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, and so there. Uh, I mean, there's there's a lot to be worried about here. Uh, first of all, there is not that many masks throughout the entire trailer. They were no, about, like, yeah. So this is okay. I'm like, you know, there's a hazmat suit or so. You know, there's a Peter Stormare. There's a there's kissing. You know, there just seems to be mm-hmm. a lot of. Uh, there this is. is about COVID. It's not about. It's not about uh, safe practicing. No, you know, I understand how this reality. People have not survived this yet. There is extremely Peter Stormare in this movie. He is yes. he is as Peter Stormare as you would expect in this trailer. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest, I thought this was an Until Dawn sequel uh, until I started rewatching it all later. Right. It fucking. Uh. It's got it's got quite a supporting cast, but like, goddamn, the last thing I want to watch right now is a thriller about the pandemic, especially, especially a th- like a stupid alarmist one like this. Right. That's what I was gonna. It also doesn't mean anything. It doesn't seem to be saying anything. It's just oh, but what if it was like this? But here's my thing. And it's I, like I don't mean to okay. be. I don't even be a jerk about this. But like again, we're watching people kiss. We're watching people stay in close quarters. This doesn't seem to be one of those like let's do the tele movie thing where we're all just, like filming off a of Zoom. I'm just assuming oh. during COVID they were just like okay, now we're just gonna pretend like it's not happening so we can yes. act like it yep. is happening. Oh, the, yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah, the production, yeah. in addition to making headlines for being the first to start filming in pandemic Los Angeles, no, 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 no. got shut down. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. 
uh, because somebody caught the COVID. Right. No. Everything, everything about this is repellent. This is a cursed movie. I'm pretty sure if you watch this, you have a week left to live. Right, yeah. Yes. The, vi- the virus is going to call us on the phone. Yeah. Now, Peter Stormare calls you. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, that might be worth it. But no, I mean, like, that, that absolutely, this is, this is just irresponsible. I mean, this is one of those times where it's like, yeah, filmmaking has a, a higher duty. I don't want to be this person. But filmmaking does have a higher duty to, like, the people, to its audience than to promote, like, fear-mongering and then also mm-hmm. make itself, like, in unsafe working conditions. Like, yeah. people yeah. are going to watch this I mean, movie, well, they did it. That's classic Michael Bay. Like this, Michael Bay making yeah. a movie that he doesn't respect the audience and he certainly doesn't respect the process of filmmaking. This movie is a <laughs> grift. It's it's an absolute grift. Oh, uh it's and it's an obvious one and it's just like it's just a bummer. It's just a real bummer this trailer. I put it at the top of this because I knew nobody was going to like it. I'm it also almost, just dropped today, I think, as we record yeah. this. I'm almost starting to think, okay, is there silver lining? Like, my brain's trying to work overtime, like, kicking the high. Is there a silver lining? Is there a silver lining? Maybe the silver lining is that, like, you know, you just Michael Bay has to make a Netflix movie? Is that it? Is that the silver lining? Yeah. That he has to make this a Netflix movie? I think the silver lining is that Peter Stormare got some money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, okay. like, I don't I don't think he... I think he filmed all his stuff, stuff outside solo. The door. Yeah, that looks like yeah. he filmed everything from outside the door. Which, by the way, as a concept, that would have just been cool. Have this whole movie take place... If it had been another director, you know, uh, an Amy Simetz almost, if you will. Someone mm-hmm. you could just record this from, mm-hmm. like, an entire movie from the perspective of someone who's scared and locked in their own home. That and, would you know, be dope, actually. Right? Well, and then everyone else is outside and knocking on the door. I would have loved to see a movie that was all like on Zoom, like some of these horror movies that's come out, but directed by Michael Bay, because <laughs> I guarantee that process would give him a brain aneurysm where like he couldn't do any action. He'd have to rely on dialogue. Oh, it would just be it would be a nightmare. Yeah. First of all, how, like just a technical question. How they get the streets all, all, all cleaned up? Like there's nobody I on the streets in these shots. I've, I think it's all CG, right? Gotcha. I think they gave Michael Bay a lot of money to CG. In fact, maybe a lot of actors who look like they were in the same room never were. I uh, think so. I don't think so it's, because it's Michael Bay. Saying. I'm just yeah. I, I'm I, I, I'm just saying that it's possible. I know there's a lot of like articles about TV and stuff, the way they're shooting with like dummies and stuff, and they're <laughs> finding ways to like to separate actors mm-hmm. uh while making it seem like they are yeah it does seem I like they're think... keeping well it does seem like they're keeping a lot of them relatively separate like it's clear Demi Moore and yes. Bradley Whitford are together um right. and the main woman she's alone in her apartment and Peter Stormare's I'm sorry Collins? is it Lily Collins I couldn't tell no um oh crap what's her name uh Sophia something is the actress's okay, gotcha. name I do guarantee that if if any of them had said yes, Michael Bay wouldn't would put them all together without a second thought. I I'm imagining the actors just being like, no, I'm not going to do that. I mean, like I, 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 it's weird that I have it's in 2020, but like at the moment I see a kiss now on screen and note this is being filmed after. Pandemic, my first instinct is to recoil. I'm like, ew, gross. Right. Ew, yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't don't, no. <laughs> don't do that. Don't swap your spit. It's the mm-hmm. worst idea. Kissing it's, has become icky. Yeah. This is, so this is on Amazon? Netflix. 
Netflix. Okay. So there's no like, like we can, I assume people won't, I, I, I'm not going to watch this. Uh, but like part of me wishes it came to theaters so everybody could very directly not watch it. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't think anybody's going to want to watch this movie. Right. I mean, I don't know. You know, it's probably, what probably happened was it started to be the pandemic and he saw that everyone's watching contagion was like oh i've got an idea for a contagion it's it's really yeah. bad it's got none of the subtleties or nuances of uh contagion but maybe we can get someone's head uh being cut off at some point so yeah but you know if you're in a michael bay movie you're pretty much used to working against like nothing like he probably transformers is just like you know shia labeouf talking to you know a giant tennis ball so i feel like these people are, are pretty well equipped to to yeah film scenes alone I'm just well, I'm trying to think of a way to punish him, punish yeah. Michael Bay. Yeah, yeah, no, that sounds right. Yeah, the director, like, I guess he also should be punished. Whoever he is, I think it's a two-person directing team. I'm not positive. Um, let's see, Songbird, uh, Adam Mason. Never mind. Yeah, he wrote it with someone else. Ah, okay. And like maybe you know it, he's got some music videos under his belt. Like if I, you know, if Michael Bay was like. Hey, I'll produce your this movie change into pandemic. Any aspiring filmmaker is going to be like, "Oh, sure." So, I mean, yeah, cool. sure. Yeah, but like I don't know. Uh my point is, is that Michael Bay needs to be punished for this. Can we talk about the the plot again for one second cuz maybe I missed some of it. How far in the future are we in this? Cuz it's only COVID-23, <laughs> right? So four years. I just looked it up. Four years. It's two, well, according to the IMDb, it's 2022. Oh, I thought, oh. I th- man, the PR materials I got said four years. Maybe I, I kind of feel like they might have changed that because they're like, wait, in one year, <laughs> like everything falls apart. Uh, I mean, like I, I can see how we're getting. There. I mean, my, I guess my illusion question is: is this a, is this a Trump world? Is this a, is there a president? Is this a? This is, this is, I guess, what I mean by the they're not saying anything is because. That was also my question is like, well, what happened with the election? Are they going to talk about it? Is this a cautionary tale? Mm -hmm. Are they trying to say anything with this movie? And from what I can tell, no, No, absolutely not. They're just, you know, getting in on this grift. Yes. While they can. I cannot Mm -hmm. remember. Is Michael Bay a Republican? Again, I don't mean to sidetrack the conversation or make this about something else, but I I feel like I I would. Yeah, he's he's a an extremely wealthy white man, uh, middle aged. I would assume, yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> this, this is what happens after the Biden presidency. Hold Good. on, I'll Google. Oh, this is going to be a let's hard not Google. Do this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's not. Let's just move on. Yeah, sorry, God, sorry, sorry to have brought that up, guys. Moving on. <laughs> let's not do. Oh this. wait, no, I can give you an answer in the title of. A fucking 13 hours. His Benghazi film. Yeah, his fucking Benghazi movie. Yeah. Oh. Right. Right. So, yeah. Right. Jesus Christ. Forgot. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, let's all, America, let's move on from the movie Songbird. Yes. Into, Leave it behind uh, us. Yeah. A brighter, a brighter future. Uh, this is the trailer for Stardust. Mm-hmm. A bright, brighter this past, is, almost. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is a David Bowie uh, it's not. It's not the fantasy movie Stardust. Mm-hmm. No, uh, which confused me. Yeah, this is David Bowie uh, uh, inventing Ziggy Stardust. Which yeah, is, it's 
he's coming to America uh, in, I guess, 71. Like he's, he's trying to, it's specifically to promote uh, the man who sold the world. I just uh, looked up the director and I'm kind of excited. Who is it? Uh, you probably don't recognize, it's Gabriel Range, but they directed a fake documentary that I saw that was really interesting called Death of a President. It was made in 2006, and it was a fake documentary about the assassination of George Bush, made Whoa. while he was president. Wow. Uh, Whoa. Yeah, and it it's a really interesting idea for a documentary, because it's actually, uh, I don't want to spoil it, but it's actually about Islamophobia at the time. Uh, it's not poor Bush. It's it's about the reaction that happens. Uh, and so it's a really interesting idea. I haven't seen it in a very long time, so I can't say whether or not it's like an amazing film, but I remember it being a really cool idea. This is, that sounds like, it, first of all, incredible. Second of all, has he done anything, anything since? Like this is a- um, Some, a, t- a couple TV movies I never saw, an actual documentary, uh, a movie called I Am Slave, which I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. The I Am um, Legend, Legend sequel. Yeah, right. No, this is... Uh, oh, this looks interesting, though. Uh, it's... it's Yeah, it seems like a lot of very important subjects. Hmm. And then David Bowie. And then the David which, Bowie movie, which is... Which they also wrote and directed. Also important? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that one's kind of like... Um, I'm not sure if anything will ever top my like number one David Bowie documentary, which isn't even a documentary about David Bowie. Uh, it's like a fake documentary because he couldn't get life rights, but that's Velvet Goldmine. And oh, that's yeah. such like the best. I watched that like two weeks ago. It's like my dad's favorite film. It's one of my like top. It's definitely in my top 20 favorite films I mean, of all time. It's uh, Ewan McGregor and Christian Bale. Yeah. Uh, and so it's just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, and the music is killer. In. Like the music is just yeah. perfect. Uh, everything about that movie is absolutely star- uh, stellar. And then I was reading this isn't going to be. This doesn't have any of the music, is it? Oh, it's not. Uh, um, I don't think it's going to have any of the performances or something. But Tom, you probably know. I, actually, I don't. Um, no. That's. I was just going to say that that's a really good question. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I read somewhere that it's not going to have any of the music. Uh, like they couldn't get the rights or something. Which I probably understand. Probably his son, who's also a filmmaker, wants right. to do the eventual documentary. Oh uh, yeah, Zoe Bowie. Zoe yeah, Bowie, yeah, Duncan Jones. Movies. Yeah, Duncan Jones probably wants to do that eventually. I'm assuming. So I don't think yeah. they could have gotten the music rights. I think this was also the problem with Velvet Goldmine. Uh, so this is going to be one of those documentaries that doesn't involve the music at all. I would I would double check my, my source on that, but yeah, that would be cool if it was a choice. I think that would be really cool if it was like a bold choice that a movie made about the subject of a singer. Mm-hmm. Probably not a choice if it's not in this, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are just saying nope to I'm just Googling real quick to see if I can find the, the, the link about the article that I was reading. But uh, a lot of people are just saying nope to this documentary. I think the documentary trailer looked cool. I mean, to the sorry, to the trailer. I think the trailer looked cool. Like, yeah. Yeah. Sad. Mark Marin, right? That's his, that's his that, is, that is Mark Marin, yeah, as uh, his um, agent. That's very funny. Or his publicist, rather. Yeah. yeah, I didn't think it was. And watching the show, I was just like, look at this Mark Marin looking motherfucker. <laughs> Turns out it's actually just Mark Marin. That okay. is, that's just Mark Marin. Only, it's Mark Marin, only he shaved. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Which is... So it's, it's Mark Marin looking like Mark Marin looked in the 90s. 
Right. Yeah, it's like a glow. It looks like, you know, the, it just feels like Mark Maron is supposed to be like a time lord who's just skipping around from like actual <laughs> Mark Maron reality to like glow to now Bowie. Yes. Like it's it, to, to, to Joker. Yeah. Like it's always yeah, the same dude. <laughs> he's Yeah, he's been the same dude since I remember watching like a stand up him do stand up on comedy central's show a uh, two drink minimum in like 1993 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he still looked basically the fucking same yeah i mean <laughs> he's, he's just like the same dude i mean i i don't know what your guys' opinion is my my feelings on biopics especially music biopics is they're so it's basically like you know walk hard got it all right and then we shouldn't be Doing those right, yeah, they all they I, hit all the they tend to hit all the same bit beats. Yeah. They do, even I, though I I really liked Rocket Man because uh, I thought it was interesting that they did it as sort of like a fantasy movie. Yeah, as far um, as musical, they did that as a musical. Yeah, like. well, I I've gone on record saying that I hate biopics because they build a story backwards. Yeah, they're they're like, oh, we need to make a movie about this person, and then they have to look for a movie in their life. Oh god, and like lives are kind of boring sometimes you know like these like i think the biopics i like is when they're like this person is worth telling a story about not because of like their fame but because of what they did right and now we're going to tell a story about that thing you know like i even if those are embellished stuff like i I love like the imitation game and shit Mm -hmm. like that yeah Uh, i think it's like you know that rachel bloom uh has a line i think crazy ex-girlfriend probably the first time that name has been brought up on the show in a while but uh she has a line that's life doesn't make narrative sense and it just doesn't i mean if you guys saw the chadwick right. boseman uh get on up movie that movie was uh he was incredible in it uh he, it's about um it's about uh that, that singer uh, uh it's not rick james who is it um i'm trying to remember who it is but it, the whole movie is just from beginning to end like, <laughs> James, Brown. James, James Brown. Brown. I like. Woke I was up two really hours enjoying this moment of <laughs> no, not being right. able to figure it out. I like. Yeah. Thank, thank you, uh, Tom, for saving me from that. Uh, I woke yeah. up a couple hours ago, folks. Uh, but no, like that movie just made like no <laughs> narrative sense. Like it just jumped from thing to thing to thing. And I almost want to give it credit for that because it was it's kind of a hot mess of a movie. But I almost want to give it like a some credit for just like not trying to make him into a good guy or a bad guy. Right. He was just like a kind of crazy guy. It was like jumping around in time to different like moments in his life, and I kind of respected this that is, as a form. Huh? Yeah, because they they have to find they have to find the interesting shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I guess you know it's not a good movie, but we had we had a podcast about this. I'm I'm more and more understanding the film Glitter oh, because gosh. because like Mariah Carey is like I'm not gonna make an exact biopic. I'm gonna add shit that makes it more interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a boyfriend named Dice. Fucking <laughs> Dice. Who gets shot in the heart? Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, like yes. It, and like we can't do that when it's someone else making the film about the artist. Uh, but like I haven't seen Rocket Man, but that sounds like what they did. They're like, let's throw a bunch of fun shit in there. Like Wait, you gotta, yeah, you gotta do something different. I think yeah. when it's like walk the line, I'm just like. Oh, fucking, who cares? Yeah, boo-hoo, I guess you grew man. up <laughs> yeah. really poor, and a sibling died, and then, like, this happened, and, the, it, like, the beats are so... Right. The beats yeah. are so well-worn that even with... Because I've never even, uh, like, seen all of Walk Hard. I just know that it hits all those beats, because, like, enough people have told me, and because... Oh, man. It's yeah. just, like, it just was hitting all those beats. That's a... It's a fucking incredible movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this one looks fine. I mean, I, I did uh, double-check 
what you were saying, Drew. And yes, in fact, his estate did not approve the use of any of his music. <laughs> so instead, they just show Bowie performing covers that he did during this time period, which is going to be really strange. Because huh. uh, it's a movie about huh. like nobody recognizing this genius that's sitting right in front of them, but we're not actually getting to hear his genius music. So it's like... <laughs> Oh yeah. I why don't I why don't they have the guts to make it like his hit song like Space Weird and <laughs> and he's talking about like like ground control to major Tim and they just like <laughs> they just do like off brand versions of all his songs. It's like That's Jackie Jarm Jarm from like the third yeah, rock. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh I forgot about that. Yes. Yeah, I love that. More of that. I More of that. I hope there's at least like 20, 20 to 25. I, I think I'm being conservative here in my estimate. 20 to 25 references of uh, like something like that, where it's like something that's pretty close. It's like, you ever think of making it right. ground control to major time? Something like yeah. that. Yeah. They just got to, they got to, yeah, get as close. They should just have a team of lawyers on set at all time, figure out how close they can get. Now, now who is this actor? I've never seen him before, I don't think. He's playing uh, Bowie. Uh, Johnny, Johnny Flynn. Flynn. Yeah, that sounds Space. like a made-up name. Yeah. yeah. Who is he running from, Johnny? Yeah. <laughs> he was in a bunch of movies. Okay, never mind then. Uh, that I haven't seen. Where is he from? This feels. Yeah. This feels. This feels British. Yes. Well, we would hope. One would hope. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. I'll probably watch this I, just because I like David Bowie, not because I like biopics. Yeah, mm-hmm. I but see you're right. Yeah, kind of. I kind of want to just watch Velvet Goldmine now that you bring it up. Time and like to... Hunger, maybe yes. Yes. just shit just with get... David Bowie in it. Yeah, Labyrinth. Hell, you just do Labyrinth. Yeah, I'm getting from his silence that Tom has not seen Velvet Goldmine or does not approve of it. <laughs> no, I actually haven't seen it. Yeah, you, <clears throat> I think you'd really like it. It's really good. Because... Tom, have you seen The Hunger? No, it's oh, wow. David Bowie is a vampire oh, I'm, with I'm uh, Susan Sarandon. I'm aware of it. Yeah, <laughs> the, the biggest. I, oh, I, the biggest thing about it, directed by Tony Scott, which is like the weirdest fucking mm-hmm. part about that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh man, it was based on a novel by fucking Whitley S- Strieber. Which one, Velvet Goldmine? No, Hunger. No, no, that was the Hunger. Whit- Whitley Strieber is the guy that famously wrote the novel Communion, supposedly detailing his own alien abduction. No. Oh, nice. Yeah, wow. was Christopher Walken played him in the movie. Oh, that crazy Christopher Walken alien abduction movie with the owls, like that weird mm-hmm. owl. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's Communion. Yeah, that's the the fucking dude that wrote that wrote Hunger. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yikes. <clears throat> this is a, uh, how adapted work can be uh, put into each other's hands. I, I would say Tony Scott did a really good job with Hunger. It's a great movie. I oh like yeah, it. yeah. Everybody check out the Hunger. Hunger, yeah. Uh, all right, next trailer. Saved by the Bell. There's another trailer for this. So thing. is this a movie? No, it's a, sh- it's, it's a, a show. It's a show. Okay, gotcha. Okay, okay. So I was confused. I'd seen the trailer the night before, and I got it on here for. I passed. I was like, "Oh man, maybe I have to readjust my expectations." Because if it was a movie, then I think he's the bad guy. Our, our protagonist here, our, our, our Zach, is a is the bad guy in the film. Well, I don't think he's the protagonist. The protagonist appears to be the girl because she's the one talking directly to the camera. Yes. Right. right. 
But I'm just getting the sense that he's that he's going to show up. And if, if it's a TV show, fine, then they can give him a change of heart. But, like, uh, Zack Attack here is not going to be the, the our hero. No, like, no, I don't think so. Yeah, it's... it's um, <clears throat> speaking of adjusting your um, expectations or whatever, um, I actually enjoyed this trailer uh, way more than I enjoyed the first one we saw of this okay, show. Okay, I... I said I was excited for it last time because it's the 30 Rock writer. Mm -hmm. So, and it seems like, yes, it's the ironic, we're going to be self-aware, but I don't know. What else are they going to do? Right. It it seems to be kind of, it's self-aware, I think, it's like self-aware in the not another teen movie way. Yeah. Also, he's playing that, the, the, the Zach son is named Mac, Mac Morris. Uh, Yeah. Well, you know, Uh, I think what's very obvious, and maybe you guys have addressed this before, there's one notable absence from this movie. And, like, where is Screech? Uh, Screech is dead in a dumpster somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I think they have (laughs) disavowed Screech. What, what Screech went to? down like the the internet red pill rabbit hole. Oh, yeah. they never oh, saw him oh, again. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, well that's the first good sign then about this movie is uh, the lack of Screech probably. Yeah. Maybe they're gonna do that thing that they did at, at the Fuller House where they just kind of like you know mug to the camera and be like, oh, yeah, turn out to be crazy. Right, and that's the thing is like that's I think this is why I'm like optimistic about this is because like say uh, no, uh full house fuller house mm-hmm. it lasted what two seasons before everybody remembered that full house sucks yeah uh and that's the thing about these weird reboots is they were just like we're gonna do it again and like not really ironically and then you watch and you're like oh right this is not this isn't good i'm not a child anymore right yeah and so it's like they know when they're making this, they're like, we can't really make it for teens, right? Because why would they watch this? Mm-hmm. Like, they have their own stuff to watch. We have to make it for sad adults who who remember Saved by the Bell and make it funny for them. Right. I think the, the Animaniacs trailer felt the same thing, too, for the reboot, where they're like, we know we're going to be watched by adults. Right. We can't be adult humor because we still want to rope in uh, uh, proper aged people, but we know who our audience is going to be, and it's going to be a weird fucking mix of weirdos. Yeah, uh, I came across this issue recently because I was trying to watch a um, Pixar's The Good Dinosaur, like the forgotten Pixar movie from right. like, like uh, two thousand. I think it's like two thousand five, two thousand six, somewhere around there. And uh, it's it's a pretty good movie, but it's one of these weird movies where I can see why it didn't take off because it's very clearly for children. Like it doesn't have any of that. Pixar thing, which is like this is a kids movie, but it's really like a lot of it's marketed towards adults and like getting adults to feel things that they should right. normally feel, or like you know tapping into that kind of stuff. You know, Toy Story and Inside Out, like they're made for like adults to get the references and adults to cry and for like like a cathartic adult experience. And I feel like that's what a lot too many of these reboots have tried to do is try to make it like the good dinosaur version of these beloved IPs from like yeah. adults and like adults don't want to watch kids shows they want to watch right. the pixar version it's uh yeah and uh kids don't want to watch this shit either because it's just it's referencing a time in which they didn't exist yeah uh and so they can't relate yeah so like, yeah when i was a kid i could watch happy days like i was just like i don't understand right. yeah <laughs> yeah 
the most I could watch is the Weezer music video. And yeah. I was like, that's cool. <laughs> that's pretty sweet. Never watched the show, but that music video is awesome. Yeah, it was. It was very cool. They didn't use any CGI. That's that's the thing that boggled <laughs> my mind about that video. It's all lookalikes and like editing. Yeah. It's wow. if you watch it again, it's really tricky. It's really well done. Oh that's wow. Uh, that, that it's was a very a, that impressive was, music video. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, it's Spike Jones, you know? Oh, I think I knew that at one he, period he of time make... and I forgot it somehow. Oh yeah. Um any more thoughts about Saved by the Bell? I mean, um, I do I do think that the adding in this, like, you know, racial factor to it is probably necessary. Like, that's a good sign yes. that it's just playing right up front. This is, like, what the what the base sides uh, become and probably always has been. And we're just going to address it now. Like, that feels yeah. That feels like uh, timely and relevant and probably uh, the best way to go about dealing with this. Um, Tom, you pointed out that the main character is that girl. It appears to be. And the, yeah. yeah, the one hit against this trailer is they don't advertise it like she is. And like you said, she's the one with the Zack superpower. Uh, so you can only assume. And she, like, this trailer makes her out to be, like, a side character. Yeah, I get it. Uh, in yeah. fact, it's it's focusing on the old cast, like Mario Lopez and stuff. Yeah. In fact, looking, well, yeah. I'm not even sure who the, uh, it might be more of an ensemble, to be honest, which I guess is what Saved by the Bell is. Yeah, right? but like, like, I, I don't think Saved by the Bell has such a focus. That's going to be interesting. It's going to be like Saved by the Bell, but like imagine now that like you watch Saved by the Bell, but you are a teacher. Like you've become an administrator. Yeah. That's, that's sort of but the vibe of this. I guess did, did, was Zach Morris the main, like, did we follow him every episode? Um, not every episode. I feel like, yeah, originally in the original show that took place in like not even Bayside, but like their other school. Yeah, he was the main character, and he was the main thrust, and, like, Mario Lopez was, like, the bad guy, almost, and, uh, yeah, originally, okay. but then I, I think by, you know, by the time he hit the college years, like, definitely not, then it's, like, spread okay. off, he doesn't even do those asides to the camera anymore. I guess, in terms of narrative, I thought of it as, like, Zach is the Picard, mm -hmm. uh, Slater's, like, the Riker, and, like, they all get their own episodes, their own adventures, but there's a sort of pecking order within them. Um, uh, by the way, Zach only shows up in three episodes of this new one. Yep. Yeah, See, that's what that's my thought here is that he's definitely yeah. not John Paul uh, John Paul Gossier, and that's not right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the other guy, Mark uh, Paul Gossler. Mark Paul Gossier. John Paul Gautier. <laughs> I was thinking of the Nazis. This is designed for Dior. Uh, yeah, no, I I think that uh, he. He definitely has the vibe here that he's not going to come in as the as the good guy who's here to save the town. He seems like he's gotten really rich, or he's a senator. Is that it? Yeah, he's yeah, a senator. yeah. His kids kind of seems like a dick. I mean, they 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 just seem like they're not going to be the heroes of this story, which I don't yeah. necessarily mind. No, yeah. no, I'm not against that either. You know, time has moved on. Uh, has proven Zach not to be the hero mm -hmm. of his own story. Um. All right, well, let's let's talk about the next one, uh, the White Tiger. This I loved. Yeah, this yeah. looked. At, this started out. Um, it's about a servant class in India, um, and this started out seeming like it was going to be kind of like a like a dramedy, mm -hmm. and boy, does it yeah. take a turn. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow, I actually this went back and watched intense. this trailer yeah. twice because I was like, it, it took such a hard left, like right, right there in the middle of it, that I was like, whoop wait what and i wanted to rewatch the trailer being like the guy didn't seem that bad oh okay like no he's he's hitting. he sucks yeah he's slapping yeah. him yeah uh, this is like yeah. is the idea that he's sort of rising the ranks uh 
it feels like kind of good fellasy. Uh like he's not turning to legal means. No. It seems like. Yeah. No, definitely not legal means. I'm not sure if it's like I, it doesn't seem good fellasy cuz I don't think it's like a, a celebration yeah, not, of like this. Yeah. You know? The Goodfellas is a bad comparison. I guess like almost Scarface, where it's like it's it's someone's rise in the only way they can in their position. Yeah, which by uh, the way, it's it's gonna be fascinating because I don't even know what what kind of crime syndicate. Like I don't know what that looks like in India. I mean, I'll be honest, I I'm not that caught up in history of geopolitics, but I like didn't know that there was still a, a serving class in, in India that that kind of works like a master sort of scenario. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. horrifying. Yeah, that that, wow. that 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 fucked me right up. Yeah, yeah. I was like, there's still parts of, and the, that part where the woman's like, that can't be what you want to do. What do you want to do with your life? And he's like, I want to serve. It's just like, no, stop it. I'm like, that's that's that that's whoa. Whoops. Yeah, yeah. This is from the director of the Fahrenheit 451 remake. No one saw. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to see that now, uh, and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, that that Fahrenheit remake was supposed to be. You mean the Michael Shannon one that was on HBO? Yeah, Michael yeah. Shannon and Michael B. Jordan. I feel like that. I'm was sorry. Not supposed to be good. <laughs> Michael Shannon's in that. Yeah. yeah. And Michael B. Jordan. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah. Of course, I'm gonna watch yeah, that. Shannon's the bad guy. Yeah. Oh. It was not supposed to be great, though. He's certainly. I'll give you a, a heads yeah. up. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know. Fahrenheit 451, I remember that story being a little silly. It is. Uh, it a little is, dated. It's, it's extremely dated. Yeah. It's like the no books one, right? Nobody, no yeah, books. Yeah, no okay. books. Well, they got that um, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this, I don't know. Yeah. People should check out the trailer for this. Uh, it's going on Netflix. It looks, I don't know. It looks real good. The part where he's like, uh, you know, the, he see, he does a couple of those. There's two type of men in the world kind of analogies over the course of this trailer. But, uh, then he gives one line that's sort of like, this is the time of the brown man and the yellow man. And everyone else could just, uh, I forget the rest of the line. It was like, everyone else can just fuck off or something like that. Or right. it was just a really good line that I just completely half remembered. But, uh, yeah, I got goosebumps during that, that part right. of the trailer. Just also, yeah. uh, shots fired to Slumdog Billionaire. Yes. <laughs> so that you're not going to get on a game show and win like a million rupees to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. I- I'm really fascinated, though, because it doesn't give you enough information uh, to figure out what life he gets in, what kind of crime he gets into, how he's planning to make it out. If there isn't even like a way to, to climb the ranks like in this way, I- there's not- I'm assuming there's no respectable way like uh, to climb the ranks. I don't know. You know? Yeah. Like you, I, I'm not as I'm not as familiar with this culture. Uh, they could be lying. This movie could just be a lie. Like I'm just I don't know. I'm gonna have to take their word for it. Uh, you know, until this moment, I thought, yeah, everybody in India gets a game show where they, you know, and now I'm being told that's a lie. So I don't know what to believe. I mean, I do. I could I can only draw on other stereotypes that like movies have, like gross stereotypes that movies have used in the past about a Indian manservant kind of scenario. Right. Like I India think- India gets they they just get piled on with stereotypes in, in media. Like it's Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm uh, actually looking forward to this movie to educate me, I guess. So that's gonna be cool. Yeah. I'm just looking forward to it. It looks cool. Yeah, it looks uh, yeah, it looks, it looks intense, yeah. Yeah. Um Alright, well this next trailer is for the Midnight Sky, directed by George Clooney. Mm-hmm. 
I believed at first when they read off like who this was based on. I believed it was uh, based on the Goodnight Moon books. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, they took this to a dark and gritty direction. <laughs> the gritty reboot of yeah. Goodnight Moon. I 100% <laughs> thought this was this was. Oh, I, f- I, I want to live in a world where you're correct about that. Uh, <laughs> like a church is is... going around just being like, goodnight. Moon. Good night. You're, you're, not, you're not far. The, the the book it's based on is called Good Morning Midnight. So ah, this is a this was a real like fine kind of trailer where yeah, it's like it's, is this on is this on Netflix? It's where Netflix. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's like when I saw the trailer for Away, and I was like, yeah, of course I'll watch it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be happy about it, but I'll, I'll watch your fucking space movie, George Clooney. It was funny. Um, I had to cover the pre-trailer of this. They had like a brief, like thirty-second trailer announcing that the full trailer was coming the next day because media is broken like that. Right. Oh my gosh. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> and like trying to like it was so unclear what it was about. Um, and like nothing on the internet was of much help. Um. And then seeing this full trailer, it's like, I still am not entirely sure what it's about. I think it's, okay, the world is falling apart. Yeah, the world has ended. We send people to space to find a new world. Mm -hmm. And I'm guessing that their plan somehow involves them coming back. Or like I don't know why George Clooney needs to exactly that's the warn them. The ticking clock is that George Clooney has to warn them not to come back. But like, why? Yeah. But also they're like <laughs> super far out there. Yeah. So I think his he has to tell them like it's like the movie Sunshine. Yeah. It feels like yeah, yeah, yeah. where like the they're where like the hope is Earth has to tell the spaceship don't bother coming back. Find a planet and just fuck as much as you can. Uh <laughs> Because there's nothing, but like that's not hopeful. I I assume there's more to it. And then he has this little kid who's not talking. Mm-mm. She's just like silently she watching she him ain't panic. Shit. Yeah, and I hope she. Yeah, I hope she doesn't say a fucking word the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and again, I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, mean, I, you know, I like to think about this as a the Tomorrowland uh, sort of sequel. The dark gritty. Uh huh. The gritty Tomorrowland. I don't know sequel. why everything needs to be like a dark gritty. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, but that's my that's my world. So I'll watch. Yeah, I'll just George Clooney and his directing. Yeah, I watched the Ides of March yesterday. He grew. I, he, I felt nothing, but I enjoyed it. He grew a big fuck off beard for this. Yeah, like we can just yeah, he's we can just in a lot of watch he's and doing appreciate like an Oscar his beard. Isaac's Look, he's doing like an ex machina Oscar Isaac kind of thing. He's got the, the hair short, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's a very I similar feel, look, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, George Clooney, he's just always been there for us. Mm-hmm. For every like three shitty films he makes, he makes like two good ones. He also did uh, and so Texas it's like, Dangerous Mind, remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like his directing. I like Good Night and Good Luck. Mm-hmm. I didn't see The Monuments Men because, you know. Yeah, that um, Suburbicon got some pretty shitty reviews. But I, well, he's all right. He's a delightfully mediocre director, mm-hmm. and I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Eyes of March is like a political thriller straight out of the nineties. Well, it was, and a, it was just it was like written by Bo Willimon, the guy who created House of Cards. Uh, really? Yes. Oh no shit! Be pretty good friends back in New York, so like, yeah, I've never seen I've never seen the movie because I didn't want to have an opinion on it in case I did not like it. 
but I think well, if you like if you like '90s political thrillers, it's it's fucking perfect. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I mean is that I don't mean like mediocre as in bad. Mm-hmm. I mean as like it's starting from a subject matter that isn't going to change the world. It was uh, actually it's, it's the that was based on a play he did with Chris Noth. That was like where that started, yeah. Which I think changes, probably changed the context of it a little bit. Like, like, yeah, you're making a political scandal movie, and that's what you get. And it's like, good fucking job. That that's what you know. It's like Sorkin Mm -hmm. without being um, overwhelmingly irritating. (laughs) Uh, uh, It's it's just like, yeah, I love a good political thriller, and the Ides of March fills fills that hole. and so I, I think George Clooney's directing is sort of that, where it's like he's not, he'll ape styles a lot, but generally speaking, there's nothing like uh, particularly bold about how he directs mm-hmm. or the movies he makes. Yeah, they're just. He takes a lot of chances. Yeah, yeah, and that's fine. Again, that's why I watched all of Away, the Hillary Swank Mars show, because it was safe. And we're in the middle of a pandemic and it's like, yeah, I just want to sit and watch something that's not going to challenge me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be entertaining. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm excited. I'm hoping the Midnight Sky will do that. Just be a nice, I mean, concur. You know. Like, I definitely, I hope so. But I don't know. Space stuff freaks me out. Sure. Well, you know. You can't breathe up there. So yeah, it's, it's all freaky diff- and weird difficult. up there. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't like it. It's got some problems. Not for there. me. Not for me. No, you wouldn't go to space. No, hell no. That that that, Drew, that ship would has you go sailed. To space? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, anything that I couldn't watch gravity. I can't watch anything about space or under the sea. Apparently, so. I I do not want to go in the ocean, but I do space. <sighs> No, I think mean, I can do. Actually, I can't. Like in reality, I can go under the ocean. Like I could. I wanted to get my scuba certification at one point. Like I like under the oh, ocean. Okay. There's there's animals under there that play frolic. There's like I, I don't I don't have a fear of Cthulhu. It's just like the <laughs> it's just like the vast darkness of it all underneath or above. Yeah, it's it doesn't not, want us. It doesn't want us. Gravity was one of those movies that like my mom wanted to bring me to because she likes having panic attacks. She thinks they like sure. she, she, my mom always has a line like anxiety's oh like underrated. Like my mom truly does believe that anxiety is like the best emotion to propel you through life because it right. gets stuff done. And so she wanted to yeah. see like uh gravity in like IMAX and like cry oh, yeah. during it. And like I don't know. I, I just kind of have an aversion yeah. towards that counter what you do counter programming. <laughs> What you do, you put it on uh, around like April, and then you do your taxes right after. Because yeah. I mean, you're like that's a Linda Grant method. Like, yeah. No, I I don't know. I I die in space. I could die in space. Uh, I, mean, I don't want to drown. I mean, yeah, but I, I could would die, die in, space. in space for sure. Yeah, easily. I read. Too much I mean, those, I, if know. I go to space, I'll probably die in space right. because if I'm if I'm going into space, that means something has gone <laughs> really wrong. Yeah, I remember I was looking uh, uh, for for reasons earlier today i was reading up on the time that lance bass almost went to space right Mm -hmm. um and his trip was canceled because he lost like all of his sponsors backed out uh so they couldn't pay for it anymore and one of the reasons one of the reasons a lot of his sponsors backed out was because they didn't want their brand to be associated with the trip if he died in space right (laughs) you've heard way better than what i was thinking was going to be the reason but that's that's really yeah i mean i understand that yeah You've heard the extremely dark factoid 
that uh, the shuttle Challenger, the one of the when they were thinking of what civilian to bring on, the the one of the main contenders was Big Bird. Was Big Bird. Yeah. yeah. Big oh Bird was going to God. be on the Challenger. Wait. And and look, look, I'm not happy with anybody being on the Challenger. <laughs> I'm going on I'm going on record with that. But imagine <laughs> Big Bird. All those well, what, does even, what does that even mean on a practical level? How is Big Bird, who's not a real person, going to be on the Challenger? You mean like somebody in a Big Bird suit or like I I believe I this it was been a person Yeah, I believe like this, this was the this was probably the the reason why Big Bird never went on. I mean, you go to history history.com has an article about Big Bird on the Challenger. Uh oh it was God. going to be the puppet Okay, I don't think Big Bird. Okay, here's what I'm seeing is that I don't think they would have walked onto the shuttle dressed as Big Bird. I think it was just the puppeteer uh who who uh Carol Spinney, Spiny uh who's boy, what a hippie. Just looking at a picture. But uh yeah, I think uh I think they that would have been uh Oh man. Oh, man, yeah. that's dark. So, wait, so they wouldn't have even shown up as Big Bird. So, like, America, like, the children wouldn't, like, be like, at least they wouldn't be right. traumatized into the image of Big Bird dying. Sesame, yeah, Sesame Street could presumably just keep their mouth shut and just get a new person to play Big Bird. Well, they have mm-hmm. taken the suit, so just in case, like, you know, once you're in space, you can change into the Big Bird suit. Was that maybe it? I, I mean, I'm just trying to think of why you would bring a puppeteer well, to space. See, I think, all, like Dave said, I think all these questions you're bringing up are probably okay, why wait, Big wait, Bird ultimately didn't go on the challenge. No, yeah, holy shit. He says, I got a letter from NASA. Join a mission orbit to Earth as Big Bird. Yeah, that's what I'm To thinking. encourage kids to get interested in space. NASA was absolutely gonna, like put that fucking suit on this guy <laughs> and be like, all right, as he's orbiting get in this ship. Yeah. yeah. Good God. Oh my God. I'm so wanting to see that movie. Can we watch that movie instead? Can someone make that, that movie about the time that Big Bird almost was almost on the was challenger. Almost on the challenger. Yeah. I imagine it's mostly just a man watching the news and shitting himself <laughs> and being like, Jesus. It's like uh, best, best. No, I ever gave. Yeah. Like Gary Sinise wow. or Kevin Bacon in Apollo. Uh, Gary Paul. Gary Sinise. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's that. The movie we just watched. Yeah. Um I think there's all this is the last space thing I'll say uh and then we'll move on. Okay. Um I remember Richard Nixon Was it Nixon? Yeah, it was Nixon. Had a your memory. Had a speech <laughs> had a speech prepared in case the astronauts died on Apollo 11. And I believe oh, yeah. in case they found aliens. <laughs> oh yeah, well you gotta have you gotta have a speech like, for I'm everything. I'm pretty right? sure I read that that he had a speech yeah. prepared in case they found aliens. Do you think every president has a speech for in case we find aliens? Oh yeah, no, I think it was possibly, but he specifically because uh, the Apollo 11 mission was while he was president. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, I hope every president has a speech prepared. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah. When like I don't think they have to be asked to prepare that speech. I think if you become president, you're like, yeah, I got the speech right here because like it's like the coolest thing a president could do. Right, right, right. You're just cribbing those notes from Bill from Bill Pullman. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, I all right, I have I have more to say about space, but I feel like but, we like, should yeah, move on. Absolutely. All right, we'll save it for our space podcast. Yeah, um, space cast. Space cast. Space cast. Uh, Next and final trailer, Toys of Terror. Okay. 
Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. So what's going on here is I don't know like who got like what dug into the budget here, but this looks like some of the worst. Uh, and I love horror movies. I'll watch every terrible horror movie that comes out. Uh, that's my that's my bread and butter. I think people that watch that save like uh, doing scary movies for the month of October to be amateur hour, much the way that like an alcoholic uh, seeing people run around on St. Patrick's Day or New Year's Eve would be like amateur hour. What are you doing the rest of the time? This movie looks egregiously like kind of unwatchable. Like the special effects look terrible. I have a counterpoint. Okay. It's written by Dana Gould. Okay, well then, let me... <laughs> well, now I'm watching it. <laughs> now I have to watch it. Now I understand yeah. where the budget went. Uh, that sounds incredible. Wait, really? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You, think, you think Dana Gould ate up the budget? Yeah. I now I understand where, I mean, like, why the budget I mean, he's looks- great, but... Maybe I'll have to rewatch John. Maybe what I'm seeing is a marionette being... Uh, marionetted in like you know because the, the, the jerky motions of some of these puppets seem like really really poor stop motion animation which is you know like it's like why do stop motion if you could do cgi i guess or like it seems like a weird uh, I, mean, I like the stop the stop motion's quaint it's a it's a callback to, to a simpler time know. but then you you have yeah. everyone having these like happy death day masks i mean like it just seems like this weird anachronistic right. kind of movie in terms of the special effects stuff and it kind of I don't know, it like grates on a kind of lizard brain of my horror movie tastes. Sure. But uh not to be not to be confused by the way with the Pixar Halloween special Toy Story of Terror. Toy Story of Terror, yeah, that's all is I that can think true? of. Yeah. Is that a real is that a thing? Yeah. Oh wow. That's a real thing. Um Yeah, I don't know. Uh D- Dana Gould really sells it for me. I mean that absolutely sells it. <laughs> Why are there like there's no there's not one famous person in this cast as far as I can tell, or am I, I missed uh, uh, I didn't notice anyone. Yeah, so it's a cast of unknowns. It's uh, the plot is they go to a you know it's sort of like a Krampus kind of movie, and that it's a horror movie that takes place on Christmas or around there. Mm-hmm. It's uh, about kids at a place like a, a haunted ex orphanage, right? That I guess they got on Airbnb. I don't know. Yeah, like why, how you can run out a whole haunted orphanage? Uh, it's a children's hospital, but yeah, sure. Right. And a, a mother who went so mad that her child died that she decided to kill a bunch of other kids. <laughs> she killed all the rest of the children. It's like, damn, yeah. lady. They, they were like unable to cope with the death of her child. She killed the rest of them? What? Yeah. She really rage quit. That was a real Mrs. Like, Voorhees move, huh? Yeah. Like, that's, well, that's... I can't have any kids. No one will. Yeah. And no one did because it was already a child's hospital. So this this is already, uh, their chances were already diminishing just by the... Just by the fact that it was a child's hospital, these were not well children. These no, not like the the children these are, of the witch. These are not. These are not. These are not top shelf children. <laughs> these are not the Elm Street, you know, children. These are not like the ones that you. No, these were already sick kids. This is, uh, that's right. messed up, lady. Right, they were basically worthless, and you killed them anyway. Yeah. Right. Exactly. This is, uh, drowning a sack um, of puppies in the river. No, it's this is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean that that part always that also seemed to be like a little weird. I, I don't know. Like, are they going for comedy? Is this like a Dana Gould? Uh, there, there wasn't. Legs? There weren't any jokes in the trailer. Nope. No jokes. So. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just all I know is I'm gonna see it. Yeah. that's all I know. I mean, it's already out. It it's is. Already, yeah. We can watch this right now. I know yeah. what I'm doing right after this. And yeah, it, it's actually watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two because I just found out that uh, Dennis Hopper was in it. But after that, we, oh, we just watched fuck that. Fuck yes, Wait, he's really? in it. <laughs> Yeah, Dennis Hopper he is, is, he is uh, in it so incredibly hard. 
gosh, I'm it's, watching it. I'm watching it. It's incredible. Uh, that's yeah. it. That's His role like, in that film is it will change your life. That's amazing. Correct. That's amazing. I'm so glad to hear it. But then after that, I'm going to go find where it is. Toys of Terror. Or Toys whatever. of Terror, where where that yep. movie lives, and yeah, watch this, lives, watch this film. Gonna go to its house and ring its doorbell and say trick or treat. Yeah, throw some light bulbs at it. Yeah, yeah, some throw some light bulbs. Get yeah. some marbles in there. <laughs> some loose Reese's mm-hmm. pieces. <laughs> <laughs> and then I mean, I'm going over to Danigal's house and just yeah, chucking a bunch of loose Reese's at the door. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's get to let's get to news stories. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Oh, but first, Dave, but first. Yeah, first we have some patrons to thank. Do it. Thank you to, thanks for having Jason Pargett on. Here's 25 bucks. Thank you very much. Thank you to the Midnight Patron, what patrons at midnight. Thank you to Exploding Runes. Thank you to Andrew, Andrew, how, how. Thank you to Vincent, Vincent the Vampire. Thank you to Rev MD. Thank Mm. you very much. Thank you to John Munez. Thank you. Thank you to Wavy Rancheros. Yeah. Thank you to Mr. DNA. And thank you to Lauren Gucci. All thank right. you very let me, much. Let me, let me take the, the reins here. Thank you to yeah. Bootler Bootlison. Thanks to Grumblebee. Thanks to Tux. Tux. Thanks to Shepard Mulch Diggums. Mulch Diggums. Thank you to Norm from Cheers. Norm. Thank you. Uh, thanks to Davey Francis. Thank, thank you. you to Space McNulty. Thank, thank you. you to Hiram, <laughs> and thanks to, oh, great, it's that guy. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. You guys have some right. very, very clever Patreons. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're the best. They're, they're the, top they're, notch. Yeah, they're, they're, they're the cream tr- of the crop. They're the cream really of the crop. Yeah. Really good people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man. So James Cameron's still trying to drown. He, he's, his, his, his life goal is to drown a famous actor. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? There are worse goals out there. Oh my gosh! We're of course talking about the Avatar two image of Kate Winslet that was released this week of her doing something underwater. <laughs> okay, this is hilarious. <laughs> it, it's, so is he really making these movies, or is this a big gag? Because it's her holding a fucking cape underwater, and so the realization is, oh, she's going to be a, a, like a Navi or something, uh, which. Yeah. Yeah, which leads me to believe why why do you need to be underwater? Uh, well, you know to get the CGI right. Right. <gasps> no, sure. It's not, it's not. Uh, like she's literally like in a wetsuit, not a single like her hair is tied back. She's in like a, a Jesus position. Nothing about what she's doing, even if she is swimming. There's nothing in those movements that you can't get like dangling her from some wires right like the, it's play devil's advocate for a second the, i do think there is a little there is different i mean things move differently through water than they do uh through space but then again why would they need to be moving through water like this is going to make it look like it's in water which makes me believe the movie's going to have something to do with like water oh, james cameron said there's going to be a lot of water stuff in this mm-hmm. because yeah. james cameron loves water uh but I just don't, I, I think since it's all digital, it's just, I don't know why they're doing this effort. Uh, by the way, she learned to hold her breath for over right. seven minutes. That's impossible. I'm pretty sure that's well, actually physically impossible. Here's the thing. Tom Cruise also learned this for Mission Impossible, five minutes. Uh, what they're actually talking about, I believe, is uh, they can do that without moving. 
the moment you start moving or exerting yourself, that number goes way down. As I believe what it is, uh, there's like diving training with this shit. Mm-hmm. Why would um, you make somebody do that? You know what you could do? Just CGI digitally remove that uh, breathing apparatus. Like, just give d- her don't, yeah. oxygen. Th- Are you this is what me? I'm s- saying is that CGI is... It's just really funny how we use CGI mm-hmm. and how it's always mm-hmm. the opposite of the way to use it <laughs> is like, like I, I've, I've talked about this before. You can see behind the scenes of um, the, the star Wars, the new star Wars and the character of Snoke played by uh, Andy Serkis had a stand in and you can see him on set and it's just a guy who looks like Snoke and it's like, well, just use him. What are we doing? Like, <laughs> what are we doing? You had a guy who looked like Snoke stand there mm-hmm. so that you could erase him and replace him with a guy who looks exactly like him. Meanwhile, they're like, oh, how do we film underwater? With we, You have to learn how to hold your breath and be underwater. It's like, this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, just... Just make a movie, I James think, Cameron. This is why it's taking so long. Look, I think that I, you, I want to tweak a little bit what you said earlier, uh, Dave. This is not James Cameron's attempt to, to kill a famous actor. This is specifically him trying to uh, kill uh, Kate Winslet. He's just going back and trying to finish right. off what Titanic... Right, he's trying to drown from. Kate Winslet. That's specific. Specifically, he, yeah, specifically Kate Winslet. By the way, Sigourney Weaver also learned to hold her breath yeah, for six she, minutes. Yeah, she also oh. fucking said that. Here's, here's the alternate thing. Is I think maybe these are just the actors just want to learn how to hold their breath, no, and no. and like they're just finding excuses. Um, but it does seem like like I'm I wonder if Ed Harris when he like goes oh. to take a bath, James Cameron bursts out of the water and tries to ha- drown him. I will like say, he's constantly yeah. coming back. Right, for like him. he's haunted by James Cameron. Like what lies yeah. beneath? That, that part of the abyss terrified me as as a child. The part where you know the, the suit is filling up with that goo. It's supposed yeah. to make oh, you yeah. breathe, and then you can just watch him like stumble backwards. And then in reality, wasn't it the time that we figured this out when we were doing an article together? Was didn't he almost die from that? Didn't he? That's yeah. Out, that's like, that's kind of what the gag is here when we're saying his he's trying to drown his actors. Yeah. Is is Ed Harris almost drowned making yeah. that scene? Um, and Jim Cameron kept filming. So after they were done filming that day and gotten out of the tank, Ed Harris punched him in the head. <laughs> <laughs> and has never worked with him again. <laughs> oh so God, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, it's he's he's. In, you he's, can't breathe in goo. He no, it, well, it was just it was just water in his in his suit. So he's in a suit filled with water in a water tank that uh, to Tom do York. this. Uh, Jim Cameron did. <laughs> no, 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 no. That that scenario of uh, making out of the video for no surprises, uh, where he has a fishbowl on his head and it's filling up with water, and he's mouthing long lyrics. Yeah, when it takes, uh, they couldn't get the fishbowl off, and it, he almost drowned. So Fuck. That was, yeah. yeah. Uh, ben Affleck mind. almost Ben Affleck almost suffocated making uh, Armageddon because of the space suit. <laughs> <laughs> almost suffocated him. Um, I, I just have to, I have to point this out, and this isn't new news. It's new to me. I didn't realize the reported. You know what the reported budget for the Avatar sequels is? Total, it's like two billion dollars. It's one. Well, it's one billion dollars, and that's that's. I'm so sad, you guys. Yeah. Yeah, you get like a vaccine for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we could that's more than Avengers: we, Infinity War and Endgame. We could we could attack and dethrone God for that much money. Yeah, 
There's so much we can do with a billion dollars. <laughs> what a bummer. Oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, he's making three movies. Um, but still, that's like a budget of 300 million, like over 300 million per movie. Yeah. It's too much money. These movies that no one asked for. Right. I mean, this this point has been made to death, but... I know, I know. But, and like, like I, nobody nobody talks about Avatar. Yeah, it's really like one of those memes where it's like, nobody, nobody, absolutely no one, James Cameron, all right, twist my arm. Uh, it's, 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 here's three more Avatar sequels uh, Avatar, over a decade yeah. later. It's the Game of Thrones of movies. I think... Um, Here's this is it's more evidence that Hollywood is run by a giant computer where like because on paper Avatar made almost three billion dollars. Yeah, of course you'd make a sequel. And so spending one billion on two more avatars, it's like, well, geez, we're going to make six billion off of this. Mm -hmm. And it's like uh, you're so out of touch Mm -hmm. uh, that you don't know. It's 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 just. And shouldn't the joke here be now like uh, that? Why is he is. Why is he still continuing production when it's very clear that, like, I don't know, maybe he's playing the really long game, but, like, you know, this isn't going to go in theaters. Not for, like, in the next, like, two years. Like, this isn't going to... Disney, yeah. If anything, Disney, that's, gr- that's great news yeah. for him. Because I, I I keep predicting that James Cameron's just going to disappear and all the money will be gone. Right, and people yeah. will be like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, he just took like all the money and escaped. He just escaped into the ocean. <laughs> And uh, we'll never see him again, and he'll have his own fucking sea quest going on down there. Yeah, he's just he's uh, just living in a fucking Gungan city below yeah. the sea. <laughs> um, he's just he builds fucking rapture down there. Yeah, um, but I think for him, it's like any more time, it's great for him because it means. Yeah, I think Disney has the first one on the schedule for next Christmas, but that might have got pushed. Twenty twenty two. It might have got pushed saying. to twenty twenty two. Yeah. yeah. Like it's- Dr. Fauci is now saying, don't expect anything by 2021. It's all going to be 2022 at the yeah. earliest. Not to, not to bum you uh, movie Jesus cinema Christ. fans out. However, however, you can rent out those AMC theaters now for 99 bucks, and I've done the math on that. That means like you and get 10 people all to socially distance in a, in a big-ass movie theater. Yeah, you, t- you pay 10 bucks? No, I've seriously thought about doing that. Yeah, me, me too. You, Tom, you want to bubble in and do this? Like, I feel like we get like, you know... Kind, kind, kind of, of that might be kind of, kind of fun if, right? there's, yeah. if there's something to watch right and i'm not sure can you bring your own movies is this going to be like or do you have to uh, uh as a ex-cinemark employee it used to be that there was a catch with a lot of renting theaters where they'd you'd rent the theaters and then they'd be like okay i assume you have a projector uh because you just rent the theater like the physical room because a projectionist is a different thing. Now that they've swapped to digital a lot of these places, I'm guessing it's a little easier. Mm-hmm. But it, it you still like I would I would read the fine print. Uh Okay. Also as an ex Cinemark employee, we used to rent out our private theaters all the time. It was called giving the projectionist some money and having them put on a movie unofficially, which yeah. is extremely illegal, but Yes it it's is, fine. yeah. <laughs> you get sued for that. Yeah, oh yeah. Um. I feel like, first of all, the question of do you have a projection, uh, a projection player? Like, yeah, I feel like I, a lot of people I know do. Like, there's there's a lot of digital. I yeah. do. Peacock yeah. sent me one no <laughs> for way. some reason. Yeah, no, no they they way. sent they sent the uh, the Collider uh, Peacock gift package to me for some reason. 
Wow. I was like, sweet. I'll take it. Yeah, take that and just run. That's that's awesome. They just, the fucking sideshow just sent Steve that three or four hundred dollar baby Yoda figure that they made. I am green with jealous rage. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You could throw that at kids. Hell yeah. You could throw that at so many kids. What's the coolest thing you've gotten for swag so far, Tom? Probably that projector. Yeah, that's the coolest thing. I've gotten some free DVDs. All I have to do is review them, and that's pretty nice. That's nice. Yeah, that's pretty good. Dave and I got free copies of The Invisible Man. Oh, that's it's with a coloring book. It in was it? an activity a book. book? It, activity it was book? it was not just a coloring book. It was like it was a little book full of activities, or it was like solve all these activities to find the Invisible Man. It was like really cool. Yeah. Well, first of all, people uh, listening, people listening, send us stuff. I'm yeah. literally coloring in a coloring book right now, so I cannot be more jealous. It's, it's not a lie. I'm yeah. coloring in a, an adult coloring book uh, to make me feel calm and happy. Uh, like. Adult, like there's like pornographic. No, mm-hmm. adult, like it's like a lot of crosshair, like hardcore kid penetration. Have yeah, this hardcore. It's a yeah, it's a ass to ass. And no, it's, sure. No, it's a picture of a swan. It's got a lot Oof. of small little crosshatch. Uh, you know, because it's just like a lot of compulsive, like just wanting to draw in the tiniest spaces available. Right, right, right. So it's right. not gonna be fun for kids. It's not like a fun looking picture. It's just like a lot of tiny minutia that I like to do. But that being yeah. said, uh, that sounds awesome. Uh, I love the Invisible Man. I, didn't, I mean, I didn't it's love it, film. but I, yeah, I loved, uh, I, I loved the movie. Um, all right, let's let's yeah, move, move on, on to other stories. Uh, Oscar Isaac Moon Knight. Tom, what is Moon Knight? Moon Knight is a uh, superhero in the Marvel Universe. Um, he is a thief that is possessed by a spirit, I believe. That's how hey, he gets huh. his powers. Um, he's kind of a he's he's kind of crazy. Um, okay. He's kind of an interesting character. He's a real kind of you know, C-list hero. <laughs> um, but they're trying to push, you know, their other people I mean, now that they've finished the first 10 years of Avengers and stuff. As not a comic book fan, Iron Man was a C-list hero in my mind. Yeah. Uh, like, I Marvel started by showing us that it didn't really matter. Because mm-hmm. Marvel's whole thing is they have all the crappy heroes. Quote, quote, unquote. Like you know, they don't have the the Superman, and the, the and the Batman. Yeah, uh, they have all the ones that I don't think about, and so I remember when Iron Man was coming out, being like, I don't know what that is, but it's Robert Downey Jr. And so like, that's where Marvel prevailed. They're like, here's a bunch of heroes, the public doesn't really give a shit about, uh, yeah. and we're gonna we're gonna put Oscar Isaac in it, and you're gonna give a shit. Yeah, suddenly. Yeah, outside uh, of like it's hard to like remember where i was or like what i was thinking about like when it's like something like thor or like ant-man right. or like you know aquaman for the longest time i mean that's dc but uh so let's just skip that one but uh you know the, the running joke about aquaman was that she's like an entourage joke but uh but yeah for the rest of these ant-man thor i can't remember like where what i thought of those of those characters right. and i read comics I, I just it just kind of feels like ant-man i thought was like a joke at first and i thought paul rudd i was like oh this is gonna be like their joke one it kind of was, mm-hmm. but like no, they they incorporated him. So yeah, I, I Oscar Isaac yeah. is is sort of a weird choice. I feel for like the Marvel universe. Uh, he's very first of all, he's already been a villain in the X. Okay, he was fucking Apocalypse, yeah. <laughs> and that wasn't he sure in was a terrible ass movie. <laughs> that was not great. Uh, yeah, that was so a terrible I, film. And Oscar Isaac, I really do. I appreciate him as an actor in a lot of roles, but then I also feel like there are a lot of roles where he just is, you know, he's not, he's almost like a cipher. 
He's, he doesn't right. emote a lot. So, I, yeah. Yeah. I gotta say, I think the pandemic, um, whether or not they know it, is very good for Marvel. Hmm. Because I think after, in, after Endgame, they're like, and here's some more. And we're all like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, I, yeah. I felt that fatigue with uh, Spider-Man right. Far From Home. And they were like, and inadvertently, or you know what, they they uh, they consulted with China and they released the virus together. And they were yes. like, they're like, look, if you're sick of our films, how about a year of watching indie shit? And then everybody's like, oh, please, oh, Marvel, come back. Because that's what it is. It's just like, oh, God, I'm watching so many like dramas and stuff. Yeah, I so- want to see someone huck a car. Yeah. Like. Give me Huck in a car. Yeah, give me a WandaVision. Or a light bulb to children, yeah. I guess. Um, Ideally. But, yeah. Uh, I'm ready. I'm ready to forget yeah. the world. Uh, like, I, uh, to escape into your bullshit, Marvel. Give it Give it back. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Good, good I for mean, them. I... I, I I guess why I keep asking, I'm like, is this going to be a movie like they're going to release in theaters? But I guess the expectations is are no. This is a are, I guess, this is a Disney Plus series. Show. Yeah, this is Disney Plus yeah. series. Okay, that's a good way for my brain to conceive of it. Is this a show versus a movie? Yeah, fine, we can do it that way. I'm glad they're uh, breaking. I'm glad they're accepting the fact that they have to start thinking about Disney Plus. They've done some major restructuring to focus entirely on Disney yeah. Plus. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love how uh, is it Bob Iger? Is that who's in charge yes, of it now? Yeah. Or? Yeah, he's like, he's like, I, he's like, no, this is gonna happen eventually. We're always eventually gonna go to streaming yeah. and not uh, movie theaters. And I'm like, bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not where your guys' is like ten year plan. No, was. hell no, uh, no, 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 no. They, they don't. You don't make a billion dollars in in box office with a movie on streaming. Yeah. No. Well, no. they're gonna have to figure it out. Uh, with China. Yeah. 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 Team back up with China. Yeah. Uh. So, Bette Midler confirmed a Hocus Pocus sequel that we all kind of knew was going to happen at some Yay! point. Yay! As a woman, I technically have to go. As a woman right. of a certain age, I had to go, yay, the Anderson sisters or whatever. This is this is one of those cases, I think, of the internet just pushing mm-hmm. for so long that they're like, I guess we need to make a Hocus Pocus sequel. Yeah. Uh, I really, I rewatched Hocus Pocus recently for uh, a quiz that we were doing, and... Um, uh, that movie's pretty good. Like it is, it is, it's, it stands. Like it holds up. It's a pretty fun movie. Like it definitely holds up to the nostalgia thing. Yeah. But, like what? What's the necessity of it? Uh, like who's it again? Like who's this going to be for? Like a Saved by the Bell sort of question. Yeah. I th- like, yeah. Who's, who's asking for this? Uh, it's going to be like women in their thirties to forties now. Yeah. Like, you yeah. Know? If they know what's good for them, I don't know. I had an older sister, so I watched uh, Hocus Pocus a lot. I've only uh, seen it once. Oh, okay. It's good. That tracks. It's a good I film. I mean, I liked it when I, I saw I, it. I just never revisited it. Yeah, I'm excited for a sequel. Uh, it It's it's like hearing about Sister Act 3. It's like it's so low stakes that it's like, fuck yeah, do it. Yeah, who cares? I you know? mean, you see that, but then I just watched the re, the reboot of the, or the, the remake of The Witches, and I am sadder for it. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah we, that, we might do a We Just Watched on that because we both watched it. Oh, yeah, God, that's. Like, I think that's sad. a different case, though. Because the witches, the original is so, you know, it's like the Willy Wonka thing. But with yeah. with Hocus Pocus, it's like a sequel isn't going to ruin the original. It's not going to, I don't know. Yeah. It's like, fuck it. Pile them on. I mean, I guess I don't know who directed the original. Was it somebody, is, was it a Marshall? It might have been a Marshall, right? Was it uh, 
Hocus Pocus? No, no, Kenny Ortega. Kenny Ortega, that's right, Footloose is Kenny Ortega did it, but uh, Rob Marshall's in it, and Penny Marshall's in it. Uh, they're, they're, they're the devil, and uh, the, the house yeah. they go to where it's like the, the, the older couple, who one of the guys dressed as the devil, mm-hmm. and his wife. So it's is it Rob Marshall and Penny Marshall that are siblings, in, in reality? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I believe so, and they play a husband and wife in that movie, and it's very strange. Yeah. Like it's one of the weirder parts of casting ever done. Hmm. <laughs> Looking up the director, I didn't know they did Newsies. Yeah. So. Yep. Also, Hocus Pocus was go. co-written by Mick Garris. What yeah. What is that? Uh, he's a horror guy. He does a lot of. Um, he did The Stand. He did. Uh, oh, oh no shit. He did one of the segments on um, Nightmare Cinema. Creepshow. Oh, Nightmare Cinema. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. I know who that. Okay. I know their work. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just say, cool. if, if they bring this back, I just really hope again they they take a uh, Robin Penny Marshall and and make them uh, yeah like a, uh, another another weird case of like making this actual real life sibling couple a married couple. Um, yeah, why not? Just... Drew, I have some bad news about Penny Marshall. Is it not Rob Marshall? Is it? Is Penny it? Marshall died two years ago. Oh, that's absolutely <laughs> true. Oh my god, I forgot. Well, that would certainly um, make it spookier if they that brought would make them it back. Yeah. I really just wanted to bring up that factoid because it was so disturbing. Uh, but I did forget that Penny Marshall has, unfortunately. Uh, it was also uh, it was passed. also apparently Gary Marshall. Um, Gary Marshall. Darn but it. they are they Man, they my facts, my facts here are not they right. were brother and sister. Uh, he is also dead. <laughs> so oh really spooky. Really, really <laughs> spooky. I wish I'd never opened my mouth. But on the other hand, I'm very happy that this conversation is happening. Yeah. yeah. Look, we've already covered the Challenger. Uh, and I think 9-11 was mentioned. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, so, that's like, we're, we're hitting all. Yeah, we're, we're, we're getting we're all. We're checking off all the boxes here. Yeah. Gary and Penny Marshall both did. Putting that in my notes for next time. Excellent. And, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's uh, let's name some more producers. Let's do it. Uh, thank you to Lef. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you to Nolan Mayton. Thank you. Thank you to Joshua Graves. Thank you very much. Thank you to Normal Man Andrew McGuire. We believe you. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Ozzy. Uh, thank you to AJ. Mm. Thank you to Tip Drizzle. Always, always. Of the Drizzle yeah. Empire. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you to Frankly Amish. Thank you very much. Let me take over here. Thank you to Mrs. Voidus. Thank, thank you. Thank you to the ghost of Dave Thomas. Thank you very Thanks much. Thanks to Aaron Burr, sir. Aaron Burr. Thank mm-hmm. you to David Knife Boot. Knife Henson, MBA, CPA. Thank you to Christopher Robert Sparts, Esquire. Thank you. Thanks to Mackenzie Righteous Hand and the Lizard People Chill. Uh, thank you. Thanks to Funky J. Thank you, Funky J. And thank you to Pie Guy. Thank you, Pie Guy. Oh, man. Oof. Thank you, Pie Guy. Yeah. Oh, Dave. Dave. What? Dave. What? David. Dave. What? David. What? What? Um, do. Tom. You have a movie that yes. could possibly. Use some more hype. Yes. Double yes. <laughs> I do. Oh, I have one of those. Uh geez. This is um so this is gonna be a hard hard er to find. It's it's making the festivals. Uh it's got this year festival films are easier to watch because they have like digital They've been doing digital festivals, showing. yeah. And you and so there's one for this on the 30th which is today which is when you're today when this podcast oh, releases uh, yeah. and there'll be others this is called bleed with me 
if you go to bleedwithmefilm.com, you can figure out how to watch it. Uh, this is, um, it's getting great reviews. Not that many reviews, but the reviews that it's gotten so far are a lot of people liking it uh, at various festivals. This is uh, a pretty like uh, slow burn, um, quiet film about a, um, a, 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 a two friends and one of the friends' boyfriend in a snowy Canadian cabin. Uh, and uh, one of the friends starts having nightmares that the other one other friend is drinking her blood and when she wakes up she finds slash marks on her on her arms and it's a kind of a gaslighty situation where it's like maybe it's her uh maybe she's doing it to herself uh but we don't know i'm guessing since it's a horror movie it'll be you know an insidious uh uh story but it just looks really like creepy and weird. And a lot of the reviews are saying it's very creepy. Uh, the word Lynchian has been thrown out. I'm not a horse. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's only 79 minutes. Uh, so that's interesting. I think it's, it's a get in, get out. But if you watch the trailer, it looks weird and creepy. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the, the Lodge, uh, which yeah. is that Riley Kenny, Kenny movie. Which uh, Riley Kai, Kai, you know what? I'm just done. You know who I'm Riley uh -huh. Riley Keo uh, Riley Keo. If Riley you're Keo. trying to say Rilo Kylie, <laughs> yeah, right. I'm trying Kylo to say Ren. It's a Kylo Ren film. Band, yeah, Riley, you're right. I was trying to do that, Tom. Uh, but you know that movie was exceptional, I think, because at the end of the day, the, the sort of lack no spoilers, but sort of the lack of of the traditional horror elements uh mm -hmm. while it was a very scary creepy movie uh the reveal on that was excellent uh and this kind of reminds me of that so uh you know i think you guys i just listened to your guys's episode of uh we just watched for uh she dies tomorrow mm -hmm. yeah i think we took away we, we i took away something a little bit different from that or i had a different sort of taste for that movie than you guys did but uh kind of also felt like this this kind of uh you know micro budget indie kind of horror movies they can go they can go one of two ways and yeah. uh I have high hopes for this one. Yeah, like for example, I didn't care for the lodge, but I know a lot of people did. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so uh, these, yeah, these are all very hit or miss. Uh, mm -hmm. Personally, with me, and when they hit, they hit. Yeah. Uh, and when they miss, they're not that bad. No, I, they, no, they just didn't... swings. Exactly, and you're. It's one of those things where even if I don't like the movie, I always find people I respect who liked it. Mm -hmm. So it's right. like. It, it's they're they're always fun and i love micro budget horror because they 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 focus more on horror uh they focus right. more on emotion and uh atmosphere and, and character yeah like and they, like the character development yeah yeah and they get into like what makes things creepy and so like the basic concept of someone who's not sure if their friend is drinking their blood at night mm -hmm. is like oh yeah that's that's great and it must be so awkward. Like, how would you even approach this as a yeah. as an issue in the morning? Depends the on the table? friend. Depends on the friend. Because we all have a friend that if we found out they were drinking our blood at night, we wouldn't be that surprised. Right. Pretty sure that's why I'm not uh, allowed to sleep over uh, at Tom Marina's place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I, I, I am yeah, that friend. <laughs> yeah. I am that friend. <laughs> right. I've, oh, I've, never, I've never seen Tom in direct sunlight. No, uh, no so, indeed, no one yeah. has. Yeah, 
but yeah, check out the trailer at least. Bleed with me. Go to bleedwithmefilm.com. Uh, that's how you can figure out where to watch this uh, if you're interested in it. So do that. Yeah, I'm going to check that out right after Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2 and yeah. then the, uh, the toy one. Yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah, no, it's, yeah as, as, as soon as you uh, allow Dennis Hopper to change your life. Yes. <laughs> I cannot it's... wait. I cannot. Can I be honest? I cannot wait. I know this is not hypecast about Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2, but it I can be. It can so be. I, yeah. look, nothing we can say will prepare you for what Dennis Hopper uh, it does in this movie. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. So excited. It is incredible. Um. Ugh. Well, that's a sewed. Oh that's man, a that frothy was sewed. that was that was a real frothy sewed. Uh, thanks, Drew, for for being on. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. You guys have. You know, I was selling this to Tom the other day, but I've been listening to you guys so much that I literally end uh, just regular conversations these days by saying that's a sewed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's gotta be so weird. Yeah, that's that's a little yeah, strange. It is, yeah, it is. No one knows what I'm doing. Yeah, so. no, it's 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 rubbed off on our other friends too. <laughs> really that's that's good mm-hmm. okay so like yeah i just I, I listen to you guys when i cook i listen to you guys when i when i clean i just constantly have on a uh, gameplay and employed and i'm constantly mm. plugging you guys oh thank you because I, I love uh, thank you i love it's like uh, my favorite uh, you know content production is the gameplay and oh, network so oh, um yeah well why don't you plug yourself for a change what what where yeah. can people find you what oh. you got going on well yeah, I'm over at Gameplay Unemployed. No, no. Uh, you can find uh-huh. me over at... Uh, I'm at Video Drew at all social media uh, platforms. So that's one word. Video Drew. Uh, like Video Drome, but Drew. Uh, so you can find me over on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I also have a Patreon of my own. So that's Patreon uh, Video Drew. Uh, that supports my two uh, platforms, I guess, where I'm over on YouTube, uh, where I do several shows a week. I do on Mondays and Thursdays. I do the Video Chronic Pop Culture Quiz. Uh, on Tuesdays, I do a show called Cinema Bias, starting at 8 p.m. PT. And then uh, on Sundays, I have a show called Live in the Dark with Video Drew, which is my kayfabe show that I do sort of in the style of the character I have from the movie Trivia Schmodown. Uh, yeah, which I'm on also, that show. I'm, I, you're on that yeah. show. And also, wait, Tom, did you know this? I'm going to be the undercard for the next live match uh, that they're doing November 14th. I saw that, uh, yeah. So yes, yeah, so that's going to be pretty fun. So I'm gearing up for that. You can find me over there. Um, and then also I do a Twitch, uh, I have a Twitch thing. So that's twitch.tv uh, backslash video drew where I uh, show movies. Uh, we do video karaoke on Friday nights, which is super fun. And uh, yeah, I'm having a Halloween party uh, tomorrow night starting at 4 p.m. Oh, dope. Uh, Pacific time. Yeah. So you guys can check that out over at Twitch. Uh, yeah, my Twitch channel. So I think that, that covers it. Yeah. Yeah. Good for now. Yeah. Are you saying awesome. tomorrow is in the thirtieth, or tomorrow is in Halloween? Tomorrow is in Halloween. Halloween. Okay. I, yeah. I right, right, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. This this drops on Friday. Yeah. Just wanted just wanted to make sure. Uh, yeah. Halloween. Dave, why don't you tell me what we got going on? Yeah, we got a Patreon. Patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. You can check us out for exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff watch Batman and Fox Mulder is a maniac. Mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Uh, Done. <laughs> that's it. That's all you get. Um, we also have a store at tpublic.com slash store slash Gamefully Unemployed. We can get t-shirts, masks, mugs, stickers, posters, all kinds of stuff. Check it out. We got a bunch of new designs. Uh, oh, yeah. I actually need to put up my Fox Mulder's Maniac uh, poster, which I finally got framed. Oh, nice. word. Yeah. 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 I'm actually wearing uh, our, one of our new designs. So in the Mitch? Our- the Jason. Oh, the, the Jason, Jason one. one. That's pretty. Do- that's designed a by oh, Doc Garby uh, with oh, Jason I Voorhees. Doc- I 
love Doc Garvey's art. Uh, it's great. Awesome. Everybody, yeah, yeah. check out Doc Garvey's art. Yeah, Everybody. we got a bunch uh, of its designs in the store now. Yeah. Well, I, well uh, Eric uh, Nerdconic, the editor of the Schmodown, who I'm staying with, and who I guess I can start staying. I'm, I live with because I have moved officially back to LA now. Uh, is Woo! constantly wearing the the Where's Bane T-shirt. Oh, perfect. That I got <laughs> because it is. And it's now become an in-joke between me and several of the Schmodown competitors who all came over one night and we all listened to your guys' Batman, uh, or sorry, the Dark Knight Rises uh, oh, podcast. Thanks. So like, yeah, yeah. It's like, we got, got a couple shirts for people. Sweet. Thank nice. you. Um, yeah. All right. Well, say goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at at the Corlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at at Justin T. Brown, and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.